Do you still look good in Audacity? Like it's making good shape waves and they're, you know, big size when you talk. Big guys, just big guys and little guys. Robust. Big guys and little guys. Um, Here are some little guys. Look at those little guys. Oh, and check out those big guys. Whoa, whoa, what? Big guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago in a distant land. Welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, everybody, an adult podcast about children's cartoons, and I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And I don't want to bury the lead, you guys, uh, but... We've been we've been having a weird year, right? Things are mm. things are up, things are down, and uh, so so I guess what I what I want to say is that for for us things have been weird, things have been tumultuous, things have been strange, and it's not the only place things weird things have been happening, right? Um, totally. You know, last last year, uh, do you remember when all those vapes were exploding? Because uh, <laughs> remember those? And now the coronavirus. Now vaping gives you coronavirus because you put it in there. And, it's just getting a ton of bad press. So all that is to say, you know, we've been con- we've been a really positive source of pro vape uh, uh, entertainment media. Uh, we've been contacted by CloudCon to speak. We're gonna be a- our podcast is gonna be appearing at uh, at Minnesota's own CloudCon, the vaping the vaping convention. And uh, you heard it here first. And with us. <laughs> with us as her own her own ambassador to the to the cloud herself is Amalia <laughs> Larson say hello hey everyone I'm just here uh, they call me Amalia family jewels Larson <laughs> just bringing the cartridges <coughs> to share yeah let what? it rip Amalia <laughs> Rip, rip okay. one, rip one for the jewel. Okay, I, 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 here I go. Rip one out for Mama Jewel. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Is this our theme? I don't know about a theme. If you want, if you want to call it theme, that's your word. This is just me announcing how happy I am to be involved with CloudCon. <laughs> <laughs> and in compart, you know, and in conjunction with that, we've also recorded a special this week that we are stoked to talk to you about. Yeah, Austin, you're our booth babe. Austin's our booth babe. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look. You know, sticky cotton is a is a really sort of important issue for me, and so I take this really seriously. Um, and I appreciate if you if you also uh had just as much dedication to to sticky cotton and to blowing blowing big <laughs> yeah fat take your paper take your paper cigarettes and throw them out the window because it's it's time for big fat clouds <laughs> <laughs> yeah look, Austin look. Uh, Austin as 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 our booth babe the very skimpy clothing you're gonna be wear- <laughs> wearing is actually made of sticky cotton yeah uh, yeah so it'll be made of vape clouds mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah just just yeah. like three or four tactically placed vape clouds covering your unmentionables yeah like a sexy no jutsu uh i'll be i'll be naked and covered in clouds and you're gonna smell inexplicably like cotton candy the entire time 
Yeah, uh-huh. I'm excited for it. You know what else I'm really excited for, you guys? Is <laughs> watching Gem and the Holograms, which why? is our special today. <laughs> I'll tell you why, Molly. You know what? God damn it, I'll tell you why. Because the okay. people who pay us money every month on Patreon asked us to watch this. And that's what we're doing. This is a patron-voted special. In a landslide election, Gem is the show that we are going to be watching. You guys, can I Can I be... T- com- I gotta come clean with you. Did yeah. you vote twice? No. Okay. So <laughs> I so I am I don't want to toot toot my own little horn here, but um I am one of the Patreon. But first. toot toot. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> it's humble brag. Uh I voted for Jim. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea what I had no idea what I was in for. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know I was gonna be recording with you guys, and I didn't know that this is what I will have rot on myself. <laughs> well, you know, vaping vaping teaches us, if vaping teaches us anything, it's in karma, where the, the clouds you make are the ones you take, you know? And, and so we can see that that sort of what you've reaped has come to sell. Uh, or wait. What I've, yeah. what, I've, what I've chickened, what I've chickened have, has come to roost? Yeah. Well, normally every week when we were, when we're about ready to start talking about our show, we said let's dive right in. But in the spirit of vaping, Austin, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Well, let's. Well, you could say let's vape right in, or you could say like, let's 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 just uh, let's whatever whatever vape adjective you're from, you know you want to use. Let's dive right, Jewel. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. everybody welcome back to our really uh sort of victory lap here as we finally made you know we've we've reached one of our well pretty much our only goal with forming this podcast which is it to get invited to minnesota to get own. free vape to get free vape accessories <laughs> yeah and tour and tour and, ma- and make it onto the vape circuit yeah <laughs> the competitive vape circuit, the competitive vape circuit. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, we're sort of we're sort of like feeling like we've plateaued here, but, uh, you know, we're 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 celebrating and uh, we watched a show called Gem. Gem is a strange it is a strange (laughs) piece of content that I I I I, I don't know. I I, had any of us watched it before this moment. No, I've seen bits, but I've it was never in syndication anywhere. I was watching cartoons. No, not not a single time. Yeah, this feels like one of the big ones that I have just never even seen a, an inch of. Right. Like, <laughs> I'd seen the title of it. I sort of thought that I had a little bit of a grasp of what it was, but I did well, not. Th- that's the no. thing is that I think this lives in a really interesting section of pop culture where it's the kind of thing like imagine you're a person who'd never seen Jurassic Park. You're going to tell everyone you've already seen Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? And then at some yeah, point that totally. lie, that lie internalizes and you're like, I've seen Jurassic Park. I know what that is. And then you finally see Jurassic Park and you're like, man, I had no idea Jeff Goldblum was in this movie. And I feel like <laughs> right. I, like that's the experience we're having right now. <laughs> it's like, Newman? Uh, 
<laughs> <That's> <laughs> human. But like we've all, we, I feel like we all sort of thought we had enough peripheral cultural information about gem to sort of have filled in the the negative space around it. So where we thought we knew what the shape of the thing was. And I did not right. know what the shape of this thing was. I, I did not know that I did not know that. Um, and it's no, some amorphous, amorphous, sticky cloud of, of, of <laughs> unknowable cotton. <laughs> you know, unknowable cotton is the title of this episode if we actually have one. Um, so I here here, I'll give you I'll give you guys a little bit of uh, information. I don't know if you did any research. I always sort of make sure that I do because that the boring job falls on me and I, I'll, 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 I'll own that. So here's here's what I know. This is kind of like G.I. Joe for girls in a real way where the the people who made G.I. Joe are the people who made this because they wanted girls to watch a show. They wanted to tap into this market. They had the dolls. The dolls came first. Hasbro had these this line of rock star dolls, Gem and the holograms. And really? the, also the also the misfits. Like they were working on this this stuff. And I think I can't I didn't find this part out. I don't know if the dolls came out before or if it was sort of like a timed like, yeah, we're working on the dolls, but now we need a show to go along with it. But the dolls I think came it was first. That. Yeah. And so the doll concept had been made. Uh, all the stuff about like the two rival girl bands, the like hologram shit, the like boyfriend, their car. Because of course you have to have a car because these are the people who made G.I. Joe. It's for the dolls. But she's all it does. You're you're not wrong. This clearly, it's clearly this is clearly like trying to market to women. But it also it's or I guess I should say small girls. Uh, it also <laughs> it also feels as if it is done by people who've never thought of that before. Like. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's it's and, still just kind of like a girly version of the male power fantasy, right? Like it's it's a girly car, but she's bragging about how fast it goes. Uh-huh. Can it, I tell you, know? you what I decided how I decided this show came to be? I know nothing yeah. about yeah. the creation the creation of the cartoon, but as I was watching things and I watched the first couple of episodes too of the series just to get a feel for it. Oh, just to wet um, your whistle? Just uh-huh. to wet that little whistle, just like I wet my <laughs> little whip um, this little thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's wet. Yeah, it's, you guys just like chew on your vape. This is right? better than you this is like, wetter than my vape juice. Slobber all over it. Um, uh, no, okay. I decided that Gem uh, was written and created and also illustrated and scripted by a sixth grade girl. Mm, uh, okay, and then um, her and then. Trying to make it an, into a real project, her dad took a pass over it. Oh, yeah, some business uh-huh. dad got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Where he was like, well, I can get this onto somebody's desk, but I really, yeah. I got to clean it up a little bit. She won't notice. I got to jazz it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he takes an X-Acto knife to her doodles in her Trapper Keeper and just sort of pulls it out and puts it on an exactly. image board. <laughs> this is like a, this is like a, it's just, it's a Lisa Frank Fever dream. It's fucking. I've never done speed, but I kind of imagine it to be like watching Gem. Oh my god, it's so it's so truly, truly, truly outrageous. And I have truly, to make that truly, joke truly, at least one outrageous. time because yeah, you know, it's the thing that you say when you talk about Gem, and it's what they say <laughs> in the theme song. But well, but, and to and to Amalia's credit, when in the era of sixty episode uh, seasons, a lot of coke was getting done to get television. <laughs> Shows sure. made back in the eighties. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and this is this is nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty eight is when this was getting uh, produced and released. So, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so this is like all before I was born, just before, just before. Uh, and so the what's interesting 
and something something that I'll give it credit for is that the creator of the show, the person who's listed as the creator, obviously most of the executive producers are men, but there's one creator listed, and it's a woman named Christy Marks, uh, who had been a writer on G.I. Joe. So um, she was He's given 11. the sort of... <laughs> 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 no, no. But she was she was given the doll concept and was told flesh it out. And so she made a whole bunch of extra things, made new characters, gave them personalities that they sort of didn't already have. Um, but yeah, so I think it's interesting. It's a kind of a, a she's she's breathing rarefied air in terms of like animated programs that only have women on the created byline. You know um, who else is breathing rarefied air? Oh, <laughs> everybody at VapeCon, and you can buy, you can buy Vapecon, your tickets now. Your uh, just make sure to select the little drop down that says Saturday morning, Tuesday, so that we can get a piece of that ticket price. Um, this is all very real. It's a totally real convention. Yes, and we know that we know that COVID has made conventions difficult, but please, we can <laughs> we can enforce social distancing. But please, just on the honor system, just sort of uh, stay six feet apart. Yeah, if you can see uh, somebody's shadow through the clouds, you're too close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the animation was done by Toei, our good friends at Toei in Japan. Uh, a little, uh, a bit of assistance from Korea as well, a company called Acom. Um, and you, we know Toei. They're animating. They later would animate the thing that we're watching right now uh, on either side of this particular special, which is Sailor Moon. I'm so uh, glad you brought up Sailor Moon because... Uh, I love this show in context of watching Sailor Moon uh, <laughs> because oh, this bet. came out, you know, years before, probably years before the manga even existed. Uh, yeah, no, but, absolutely. Uh, it's it's I would count it as a magical girl show. Totally. I mean, she's she's got a she's got like a superhero alter ego, but the superpower is that she can sing. Yeah, right. but also like acts of God. Also, she can summon holograms. She's an illusionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's an illusion wizard. But doesn't it? But no, doesn't doesn't her doesn't isn't uh, what's his name? Sync. Uh, what's the name of the the her little friend power? Uh, oh, synergy. synergy, the lady computer that lives in her earrings. Synergy doesn't synergy summon the like? Does Gem have any control over what synergy does? Because it seems like no. No, she asks synergy for help, and synergy makes the call. Synergy yeah. makes the call. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but synergy. So so yeah. Let's let's talk about the concept. Who's got who's got information? Well, who can su succinctly describe what the fuck's going uh, on in this show? Yeah. I so I watched the first episode, uh, a good chunk of it as well. Um, and basically, the idea is that our main character Jerica, Jerica, mm -hmm. it's like Jessica, but you hit the wrong key. Yes, Jerica. Her her. She, it all started. When her rich dad died and gave her a whole buttload of money. Um, but it's the American dream. He, he, American, dream, American dream. Uh huh. Is be left with a small million dollar loan from your dad. Um, <laughs> but she also, his, his dad also was running, her dad was also running an orphanage and, uh, for, for young girls, for foster girls, basically. And so the, the she grew Starlight up in this, house. the Starlight House and the Starlight Girls of this like foster <laughs> home, this branded foster home. Uh -huh. um, that uh, Jerrica <laughs> kind of grew up with and, and were kind of her foster sisters along with her real sister um, Kimber. Uh, Kimber 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 yes uh, you know like when you fell a tree but you hit the wrong key sure <laughs> 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 um, 
And so uh, her dad was also a wealthy record executive, and this nasty man <laughs> named Eric Raymond uh, has Starlight taken over. Star- Eric Raymond has taken over Starlight Music, and he wants to sort of steamroll in his like his own way of doing shit, and that is also uh, having the misfits, this rival band of evil, evil girls uh, who, who sing nasty songs about being nasty selfish. Well, they're, the, they're the punk to the holograms pop. Right. Yeah. But yeah, really it's they're just, awful. yeah, they're bad. Yeah. And they're bad people. Um, but so Eric and, and the misfits are kind of always up to no good to kind of try to like rest control of the record label. And Jim created the holograms with her sisters um, as a way to um, as a way to gain control of the company. It's like it's more of our like fun friend contract law. It's like a lot of like corporate <laughs> back sort of stipulations that everything to sort of keep their inheritance and run run the company. It, it, and the- it's a it's an oddly recurring theme in a, so many you know so much media of like casting. Casting this, um, you know, entitled inheritor to as the as the good person, and then somebody who like earned their way to the top as the bad guy, <laughs> like these <laughs> nasty, yeah. Wait, so Austin, nasty meritocracy, yeah. Austin, we're we're uh, you're you're doing great in trying yeah. to sum this up, but what about uh-huh. synergy? What about yeah. an audio visual synthesizer entertainment system made by her father? I'm so glad you mentioned that because her father made this audiovisual entertainment system named Synergy. Synthesizer Entertainment System. Yes. I wrote it down. <laughs> and Synergy is contained in the form of earrings that Jerrica wears. And oh, wait, she you can... mean she can project holograms, but um, Jem can uh, summon them from a distance because the earrings that she wears are uh, remote micro projectors? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's exactly how that, I guess how that works. Uh, um, and Jerrica creates Gem, is this alter ego that she uh, holographizes over herself. Um, to basically give her a wig is kind of yeah, the Yeah, for some yeah. unknown Ultimately, reason, she can't, she can't, it's like some sort of like, you know, artist formerly known as Prince Law that says she can't perform as Jerrica, I guess. Yeah, what's with that? Uh, Why does she have to have an alter ego? It's completely it's unexplained. Not. It's it's just kind of genre convention. She can't own the record label and also be a, the, one of the talent. Like, does that no? Does not work? That would be a that would be uh, nepotism. That part only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes way more sense to be Billy Ray Cyrus's protege than his kid. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is yeah. I mean, wait a minute, wait Hannah a minute. Montana. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. The show is Hannah Montana. Uncrack. Are you trying to bring <laughs> Hannah Montana into this because they're the ones who bit off Jem? <laughs> yeah, because the show is Hannah Montana. No, Hannah Montana is Jem. We we can't no, give credit to Miley Cyrus's weird Disney show <laughs> for reaching through time. To... <laughs> uh, yeah. So all of this, all of this comes together to sort of create a, a an, an, I guess, an interesting formula, but it is a very strong formula where like the band is doing stuff or there's some whatevers, and then Eric and the Misfits are trying to get in the way, and then weirdness ensues and then we figure it out and then somehow throughout every episode three songs are played yeah at um, least yeah. at yeah. least three another like, music video sequences happen yeah this is hot on the heels of another show we watched which was kid video 
Um, and <laughs> kid video and this are all are all straight lines from MTV coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the the popularity of MTV, the this is what kids want. They what they love these dang music videos. So now that's what uh, I call music. That's what I call uh, three music videos per episode. <laughs> but they're yeah. also like barely music videos. Like they have the little title card, but it basically just goes. It's seamless. Like it goes from. Yeah. Normal, I mean, as normal as anything is, normal things are happening in the scene to like suddenly we're like hurling each other off of a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, right. let's not under let's not undersell these videos. They they found enough they found enough, you know, time to uh make them incredibly racist. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's 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 some of that going on. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Oh my there's God, some it. unfortunate stuff going on. Um mm-hmm. One yeah. one thing while you, you brought that up, uh, there is one of the sisters, uh, her name is Asia. Uh, yeah, sorry. Aja. Is Aja. Sorry. <laughs> but she, she is an Asian sure. girl. Mm-hmm. And her name is Aja. Uh, and the but voice actress. But spelled like the Steely Dan album. Asia. Yes. And the voice actress is white. But she, in in the first episode, you can hear it a little better, but she's putting on some kind of affectation that is... You know, when you know it's it's a white woman doing it, uh, yeah. it's really kind of upsetting. And I don't want to throw the show any bones in this zone, but it's also clear that they're just not good at accents in general because there's a British no. guy in this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, no, he's not British. He is Australian. They say it. He's Australian. Oh, and they it's so bad. They say he was a British, a British teen. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, they say uh, English. Yeah, they say English teen, English teen idol. English teen idol. No, so, okay. yeah. oh, is, is the Australian guy in the second? Is that the second episode? No, no, no. No, you're thinking of the same it's guy. It's just an Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because he starts out like, he starts out like Geico Gecko, and then he ends up as like Pip Pip Cheerio Mary Poppins. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. So let's talk about this first episode. This is season yeah. one, episode nine that we've watched, this first one, called The World Hunger Shindig. And here is a blurb for this. Gem and the Holograms are invited to Houston to perform at a concert benefiting the victims of world hunger. When the misfits learn of the concert, they try to horn in. Sally Brand, the woman behind the world hunger shindig, tells them they can perform, but they can't be on the live album <laughs> unless another group backs out. I love I love a show that has no stakes, and so they have to just really invent this strange, <laughs> like, <laughs> this strange hierarchy where... You get to be, you're already playing into some, I don't know, it's completely invented. What does yeah, being on the live album mean? You can't, you yeah. can't be in the cast album. Yeah, no. You know how great the proceeds are on a charity <laughs> album. <laughs> so Eric Raymond schemes to keep the holograms away from the concert and to make a tidy sum of money for himself at the process. So you hit it in the, in the naps, but, uh, so there, there's bet that... Um, the lady who's hosting the shindig can raise $8 million in a week. And so she's doing it by hosting a giant thing at the Astrodome. Uh, and the whole episode starts where they helicopter into the middle of a barbecue. Well, she's a wealthy like, Texan rancher Texas. with a shit ton of moxie <laughs> and a, and a business in Houston. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. So, so the, the setup again is you have these, uh, these violently Southern people, <laughs> um, I would say, uh, <laughs> uh, just about as as like cowboy fringe, uh, uh, cowpoke chic as you can get at this sort of outdoor barbecue that is going to have. It's like a warm up 
concert. Yeah, it's weird. Of some kind. I don't know. It's like everyone there is like a rancher. Like, who are they doing this for? It's not like they got all the... There's like one wealthy guy here, and it's this oil tycoon named C.B. Dodd. And Yeah. Like, I don't but, understand what, what's even happening here, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because we learn we that a woman named Ellen Sue something is the entire chairwoman of the World Hunger Foundation. <laughs> and she's just yeah. like this. And she's this, like, fabulously rich. And she's some cowboy <laughs> it's yokel. so upsetting. <laughs> And yeah, like, look, she's I, extravagantly wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that you can't be the chairman of the World Hunger Organization and also just be like so Yahoo, <laughs> like super <laughs> Yahoo Texan. But it, it is kind of funny that it's like this is like the 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 epicenter of like helping yeah. the hungry, starving people <laughs> yeah. in the world. And it's like, a, is that a ranch outside Houston? Yeah. Okay, so this is also when we meet our our English teen heartthrob, Sean, <laughs> Sean Harrison. Sean Wait, Harrison. Hang on, we gotta touch the the first music video that they do in this because the oh, song, yeah. the song that they do as they have just dropped out of a helicopter into the middle of this barbecue in rural Texas is called "We Can Make a Difference," and Jem yeah. is belting to a high A in the first oh my God. one minute of the show. Let's play that right now. <laughs> so I say- Oh my god! I'm it's telling incredible. you, it's a, it's a high A. I looked it up. I don't. I mean, maybe I'm a catty bitch, but girl, she's scrouting. She's scrouting. I, like, I feel like in this shitty animation, I can see those nodes forming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I don't think it really earned the ability to go to a somber montage. You know, a no. minute in. A minute into the show. No, not because, really. of course, this episode is about world hunger. And so what we see, we see like, it, like generally we see two things happening. One is this sort of like schmaltzy, like, you know, chain of farmers passing bags of grain labeled grain back and forth mm-hmm. between them. <laughs> like some sort of human chain. Into the sunset, like yeah, Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, kind of well, grain is this? <laughs> well, we got to throw these bags of grain into the sun. And then, <laughs> and then the other set of images are crates of oranges parachuting to starving children in Africa. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, the other set of images is is grateful, emaciated brown people. Yeah, yeah, yeah they hit on that. They ring that bell quite a lot in this a episode. A lot of times. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Picking, picking hopelessly at the dirt for scraps. It's yeah. It's bad. Fucking awful. Oh, it's man. that eighties, nineties, uh, really blatant pr- sort of prop use. Uh, you know, of, of yeah. starving third world country. That, folk. that we are the world thing, right? Like, the, yeah, the, and it's like some rich white person clutching a small brown person you know yeah. walking mm-hmm. through a field and just like this is my prop you know <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. yep oh it's not good it's not good uh, but i do have to say yeah, no, it's the right song the, the song itself is not bad and from a from my perspective okay okay amalia you've come, you come on this journey with us a few times and i have to tell you that in the realm of 80s and 90s cartoons songwriting's bar is a very low bar to, to hit for me. 
uh, any songs, any theme songs, they're all generally like either so bad they're funny or like legitimate bangers out of nowhere. And this show consistently like rides a decent line. Like the theme song A is fire. That the actual theme song. <laughs> I mean, the it's, show. Yeah, no, the it's, theme song itself yeah, it's, is really fun. But most of the music in it is pretty damn passable from a like a songwriting perspective. If you like pop music, then yeah, it's pop music. Yeah. yeah. I disagree. I would I say, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not Fiona Apple. <laughs> the non-Misfits music, I would say, is, oh, the is more consistent. Yeah. The, yeah. the Misfits yeah. are supposed to be bad, though. That's like their, their deal. Right. You're supposed to uh, not but like I, them. I keep thinking, I keep thinking like a real in a real world allegory, any of the Misfits songs have this sort of like braggadocio that I I don't that I think is that is perfect it perfectly fits in with any modern pop star you could totally. check out today this gimme 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 could definitely be a Katy Perry song it's also <laughs> well that song is a little problematic but <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. well so speaking of the misfits so they come like Dukes of Hazard and Benny Hill up to the concert <laughs> uh-huh. that they're not invited to uh-huh. in a car full of babes like Gary Oak <laughs> god they're it's so yeah they're so weird they they just they just show up out of nowhere their promoter eric is like uh i mean a he's he's the main villain of the show uh him and pizzazz pizzazz is the is the front woman for the for the misfits but uh with neon green hair <laughs> and she's got she's got like this face makeup that kind of like accentuates her cheekbones in sort of like a like a spooky way almost like they, it's kind of villain makeup. It's yeah, funny that because so we're we're kind of expected to come into this with the knowledge that these are bad people and and bad things should happen to them, mm-hmm. uh, because basically what has happened is their scumbag manager has tricked them into coming out of the middle of nowhere in Texas, and frankly, I think they're rightfully a little po'd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I do like the angle that Eric really is kind of the the ur villain, and that mm-hmm. it, to some degree the misfits are also being taken advantage of in this sort of system that unfairly pits women against one another. Uh, totally. It's kind of a similar trope, though, to like, uh, you know, the, the the character who's convinced that someone else's success is the reason they're not succeeding when, in fact, what they need to do is be better. You know, there's room for yeah. two successes in the world. And like they're sort of just using this other successful person as like an excuse for why they behave poorly and and break the rules. Um, but that's a lot more like relatable than Eric, who's just evil and awful and everything big business. Um, so yeah, he also goes from zero to let's murder them very quickly. <laughs> like he really does. It, 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 it rides the sort of fun line of like, oh, we'll we'll keep those nitwits from performing to like, hey, I need you to take them out to a canyon and shoot them in the face. Like, <laughs> holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that happens yeah they got very abducted in that scene (laughs) (laughs) the holograms are warred in a sort of ominous tone don't go into any gullies while you're here at my ranch (laughs) it's flood season the way that she delivers it she's like she's like stay away from gullies and ravines (laughs) don't go any gullies (laughs) what she says is but stay away from gullies and ravines First sign of a cloud hightail it back here. This is flash flood season. Like, she's like really, she's very much like a spooky harbinger about oh, it. Oh, Sally Brand is my favorite character this episode. The whole show yeah. should be about her. She's got 10 times more intrigue than any other character. Uh, yeah. 
so so the other the other couple of characters we haven't mentioned. I mean, we 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 mentioned Sean Harrison briefly. All of these like two name boy. The boys all have just such <laughs> awful names. Except for Zipper. All the girls. Except for Zipper. Except for Teen Heartthrob Zipper. No, Um, he's the, he's like, he sounds like a, he sounds like a Muppet rat and he looks like dead Danny Zuko. (laughs) He's like the hitman. He's the hitman that gets sent on them all the time. Uh, But then we also, we also have to talk about uh, Jerrica's boyfriend, Rio. Yes, um, I think is maybe the most boring person I've ever seen in a cartoon. He's so dull. <laughs> yeah. Now, Rio, I am I'm troubled by Rio, by the central concept of Rio and the love triangle that they've created, because Rio <laughs> does not know that Jerrica is Jim <laughs> because he's being hoodwinked by his lover. Yeah, <laughs> It's a yeah. real weird revenge of the nerd setup. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he doesn't know that his girlfriends are the same <laughs> woman. Yeah, he's getting and sniped kind of, he's kind of fucking both of them. Yeah, and but and they're also simultaneously catfishing him. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> you're kind of watching this man sort of like she's watching him cheat on her with two women that are both her. <laughs> And she does and it on she's, purpose. She's <laughs> kind of too vapid to care. Like, it's like she forgets that she's in character. She's just like, oh, I want to be your girlfriend now. And he's like, well, hold up. Wait I'm going to hang out with like, Jem today. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because you get maybe the sense that Jerrica uses Jem as kind of like an outlet because, like, the perception of Jerrica as the, you know, the record label owner or whatever doesn't get the same sort of freedoms that this rock star gets to. And so you're sort of like, yeah, okay, she's sort of like exercising a part of herself with this fake persona, but also she's she's double dipping. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> with the, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. And also, she, oh. also the, uh, the, commercial break little eye catches that happen uh, they're just fully rio and jim are just fully having like a tongue swallowing contest yeah they're, they're really really making they're out. really going it's really going for it it's actually really funny because you know the, the name as you said the name for those sequences in animation are called eye catches or in any show right that has like a oh, you know we'll be back soon that. now back to whatever they're eye catches because they're supposed to like yeah. they're supposed to be like boom hey you you didn't pay attention to the the commercials, but the show is back now. Fucking pay attention, or you're gonna miss something. And if they're eyes. trying to they're trying cut to get them. little you girls to pay attention. <laughs> I think it's really funny that one of the eye catches for we're back for commercial is this tonguing session. It's like, no, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, well, Jerrica doesn't have to go to the dentist because because Rio's been giving her real teeth cleaning. <laughs> Rio's been dancing on the sand, if you know what I mean. But, but Rio's so boring. He's so boring. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so uh, you yeah. know that he's a fucking monster in the sand. I was going to say, maybe we got to sit in the sheets. He's just a werewolf in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I have to assume. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, there's there's a there's a there's a scene that I have to talk about. Uh, yeah. it's, it's very important to me that we discuss it, and it's not even really commented on in the show. So we we over the course of the first act of the episode, like we said, we met CB Dodd, this like oil tycoon who's going to give a lot of money. We met Sean Harrison, this like fancy English teen dude who's sort of there for uh you know star power, etc. There is a scene where we sort of show up on a new day, and the whole band 
is in swimsuits swimming in a river and Sean Harrison is there and he's in a swimsuit and CB Dodd is there just like reclining on the picnic bed like you know yeah. blanket just kicking this is, it yeah. is this what we call fundraising <laughs> this is this yeah. is the fundraising we're doing right it's like you're a rich Texan oil tycoon so you get to go hang out with the swimming girl rock stars and no one else there is, is there watching what happens it's very it, very uncomfortable <laughs> there is a kind of nod uh, to to an uncomfortable truth in this show, uh, there, there's a in this show there's a nod to an uncomfortable truth that like record executives and and uh, agents are just constantly really nasty people and they <laughs> own you and they yeah. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> yeah yeah totally it's true I got I got a kick out of the giant brick phone that they answer because mm-hmm. Sean Sean takes a call. And it's like, uh oh, man! Like the big strong men are carried away to do manly business. We have things. to go to Business City. <laughs> Pip Pop got to sign a contract, love. <laughs> old girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he says, "Old girl." I fucking teen heartthrob who speaks like the landed gentry uh, from eighteen seventy six. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that was a great song. Who wrote it? I, I did. Fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, there's uh, in. Well, yeah, the scene before there's that little Disney princess moment where, um, oh, yeah, because he's really oh, into Kimber talking, yeah, yeah, where Kimber Kimber is like talking to a sparrow, and then time stops, and you watch a sparrow <laughs> eat a seed for 10 seconds for no reason, and then he comes up and, like, with the with whatever accent he had had before this one, he's like, Can you charm the birds from the air then? It seems almost tame. Have you got this way with all animals? Some then come with me on the trail ride. I know nothing about horses. It's a completely different voice in every scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as the men leave this, like, swimsuit mm-hmm. party, they get ambushed by <laughs> by murderers, basically. I mean, the yes. gunmen, gunmen show up yeah. out of the bushes as soon as the guys leave. And they're like, hey, let's go fucking march. The fucking the, the goddamn misfits are gonna be on that fucking live album if we have to murder four women to do <laughs> to it. Actually kill you. Yeah, that was very okay. Like I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, uh, and that was like they were very abducted. <laughs> like, yeah. They very much they quickly lost control of that situation. <laughs> the first thing the murderers do is uh, hi- take take everybody on a long on a long circuitous hike through a ravine. Oh no, in a gully! <laughs> no, Down not in the, the gully. <laughs> not the gully. And yeah, this is a really quick sequence, but like we the the viewer are bamboozled into thinking a real flash flood is happening. It looks like they just straight up died of flash flood, especially yeah. if this is the first episode you watched and you're not really sure how her hologram powers work. Uh-huh. Um, like it, mm-hmm. like it was for you and me, yes. <laughs> uh yeah, but then but then also, if she's just going to summon hologram powers to save them, the entire setup that required them to be in a gully for the flash floods makes no sense. Mm-hmm. The murderers didn't hear about the flash flood warning. Only we and the gems did. Yeah. No, but it's so that, I mean, they're, they're from there. I guess that's true. Still, if you can just summon a hologram to make it seem like there's just a giant murder machine yeah, coming there at was, you. There, there I don't know. is definitely, there was kind of a jarring moment because we were promised you can make holograms. We were not promised you yeah. can summon holographic acts of God. Like Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, and it's weird because yeah. you'd think they're holograms, right? So they don't have physical 
powers. So like when they run away from this, the bad guys run away from yeah, this. Yeah, then it hard blood. cuts to them like getting into a hay bale and <laughs> and like like didn't at what point did they realize that it was a hologram and then their whole When it's like, not raining on them? Yeah. <laughs> like then Jem's whole deal like falls apart because suddenly like, hey, I know you had us go after this band, but we were attacked by fucking future technology holograms, so maybe somebody should look into that. But no, that never that 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 shoe never drops. But that's I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm you know, asking a lot from an 80s cartoon. But so. I'm I'm also wondering, you know, I'm really not a pro gun advocate, but I do feel like Jim's crews should start to pack heat. <laughs> I mean, they, they should have some kind of protection, I think. Well, yeah, that's why they got Rio with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What 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 does Rio do? Is he like their he's like their on site manager slash tech? Like it's hard to even. He's Andy, did you hear my joke? He's he's packing heat. I know. I, he's, I did you hear? It. He's <laughs> pants candy, Andy. <laughs> yeah, he's pants candy. That, Andy. Hey, fun, funny. That's, that's what they called me in college. Was, uh, Good old oh, pants, yeah. candy, pants candy, Andy. <laughs> and then they stopped after after the incident. <laughs> yeah, well, we, well, we're legally not allowed to talk about that. Uh, I've signed some paperwork. Speaking of yeah. signing paperwork, there was another moment in, of contract law in this episode that I there really was, enjoyed. Yeah. Cartoon uh, where... contract law. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, written and created by an 11-year-old go- girl with a business <laughs> dad that took a pass over it. <laughs> She's like, yeah. and then there's a flash flood, but it's not really a flash flood because it's a hologram. And also there's horses and their bathing suits are really pretty. And then they have a, a cell phone and there's all the things and whatever. And um, and, and then someone needs to leave to sign a But contract. how do they get home? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, they get in a hay truck. They all yeah. sit in the hay in the hay truck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the the big stuff kind of happens when, uh, you know, they think that the, the gems are out of the, the gem and the holograms are out of the picture. Uh, they're going to move. They're going to try and uh, trap them in a fake dressing room. Now that like they come back and it's like, <laughs> oh, shit, they're back. So they they. They try and trap them in a fake dressing room, which they do briefly. But they're like, wait a minute. This is a broom closet with a pentagram on the door. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, Eric has done another like a side grift where he's like working the the like ticket booth somehow. And people are paying him for entry and he's just pocketing all the money and stealing it. And when he goes back to talk to his goon uh, and the goon wants a cut of it, he says, no. You work for a flat fee, not a percentage. And <laughs> <laughs> why do we care about this? This is not the show important. Is, this show's educational, you know? It's true. The show's got to teach the next generation. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're getting if you're getting into gooning, always ask for a percentage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about getting into gooning. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to wonder why Eric Raymond has not been arrested. Yeah. You know, most of these shows they have these sort of like, you know, Interpol is searching for them, like international yeah. super. So they <laughs> already are the law, right? right. But point, Eric yeah. Raymond is just a guy who is a is a civilian. Like he's he, <laughs> yeah. just constantly he can, breaking the you law. You can call the police and tell him he like tried to murder you and stole money and you know did a bunch of stupid illegal shit. Like, he can go to prison. I don't know. It's true. But instead, Jem, uh, no, wait, is it Jem who's in the HVAC duct? Yeah. They all hop in there, right? Everybody except Kimber. So Jem is in the, is in the HVAC duct listening to this conversation happen. And, uh, in order to thwart them, what? Oh, they put the freaking 
Yeah, they hide the money in the ducks. They hide the money in the ducks, but then when he goes to check on it, she summons a holographic king cobra to be sitting on it. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe that's that's one of those ones where she sort of leaves it up to leaves leaves it up to synergy, where she's like, okay, like do something, and synergy's like, oh, cobra. I don't know. (laughs) That was one of those sort of like misfires. Yeah, first take, best take. It does work though. She gets the money. Mm Uh, they get out. They end up being able to perform. Uh, they sing. And they, they sing Share a Little Bit of Yourself. Share a Little Bit of Yourself. Uh-huh. With cut-ins from the Misfits. Share. Share. A little bit of yourself. Share. Show a little concern. Give a little something. You get so much in return. And, yeah, the Misfits keep trying to join the song, but they get pulled out of the video multiple times. It's very fun. Uh, and we get a lot more uh, <laughs> un- uncomfortable shots of, of Africa. Um, yeah, definitely. And and all the people of the world, right? They also kind of get every every sort of half-baked culture idea that they sort of haven't researched. Yeah, every stereotype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like if you took a five-second clip from every World Beats. Uh, <laughs> every World Beats track. Yeah. Um, also, though, to get them onto the stage, when, after they sort of had gotten themselves free and they climbed through the HVAC thing, whatever, they come out on, like, the very top of the set, and then they yeah. slide down a balloon drop <laughs> to get onto the stage. I keep, I keep thinking, okay, like, a couple of these things, we all have theater backgrounds, like, a couple yeah. of these times, you know, like, uh, the, the big confrontation happens on a stage and I keep thinking of these poor stage managers and techs and stuff that have their whole fucking show, all their cues, just ready to go. And like, the balloon drop is the is the finale. Like, that's what happens at the end. And they come out on stage and they're like, oh, we gotta get down there. Like, man, stupid actors. <laughs> use the, use well, the balloon drop net to get to the floor. Well, also the set design. If you looked at the set design, it's just like gaudy piles of gold coins and dollar signs. <laughs> yeah. It is a monolith. You know, when you want to try to be modest about like raising money for World charity. Hunger. World yeah, hunger. And a- it's like, let's look like Scrooge McDuck's fucking money pit here <laughs> on the stage. It is a golden monolith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Why God. would they do that? <laughs> Well, and, you know, from what I understand, Gem on stage uses Synergy to give them more special effects. So already a Gem in the Hologram show is a nightmare for a stage manager who just starts seeing things she never, <laughs> going off ever book. cued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a final moment where uh, we go backstage and the best line of the episode is uttered. Um, that Eric, Eric is caught. Eric is caught sort of having stolen all that cash. And he, you know, has to give them the cash, but it's not quite enough for them to hit eight million. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, you know, that this didn't make it. So, you you know, you won your bet. And fucking this lady says, (laughs) the bet don't mean diddly, Eric. I'm playing for them little starving kids. And the Emmy goes to uh, (laughs) easily the best line of either episode we watched. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. (laughs) And then and then. No, the very last shot is like a extravagant, expensive fireworks display. Which mm-hmm. I'd love to know where we got the budget and who called that cue. Yeah, doesn't Disneyland spend like a million dollars on fireworks every night? Like, <laughs> that's, that's this is the problem. kind of money we're talking about that like... Yeah, I mean, that's... We start getting into some real world problems <laughs> where like, you know, any sort of... 
any sort of event that needs to attract very rich people's attention to donate money for very real causes also has to be opulent to attract those people. Right. Uh, so true. you start you sort of start thinking about those problems, <laughs> especially in the eighties. Oh God, <laughs> Reagan baby, Reagan baby. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, let's go to a sponsor. Let's sponsor. Hey, Amalia. Yeah, so uh, I'm so excited to have um, somebody like you on the show who is a fan of of the the arts, like me. And I, I hope you can tell us about our new sponsor, um, a Phantom of the Opera alarm clock from the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you about that, Austin. Um, okay, I usually throw so, a huge tantrum when he does this. <laughs> okay, so Austin, so you know how you know how waking up is awful. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is awful? Uh, some of these uh, power musicals from the nineties. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Among that's true. them, <laughs> among them, Phantom of the Opera. Now I'm gonna need you to be careful what you say. Because fandom I might. Of the opera is awful, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> because Andy himself is a phantom of not the opera, but an opera. Well, he's an Andrew, and and he's <laughs> Andy is the he's the he's Andy of opera. Uh, and, that Andy uh, short for Lloyd Webber. The Andy of the opera is here yeah. to wake you up. Oh shit! Is that what it's like? It's like that. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. What does it look like? Um, it's half a face. Does it have another okay. half of a face or is it just does it stop? Uh yeah, no, it's actually I mean it's 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 creepy. It's creepy as fuck. Uh so it's shaped like the phantom mask, but it also has like the half cranium behind it. Um, oh. And you have okay. to like re- you have to you have to reach around like on the backside to get it to stop. <laughs> to root around the cortex. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah. Does it have real hair? Yeah. <laughs> I I haven't wanted to look at the label whether or not it's real. It feels real. It, it feels real. So it could be animal hair, I guess. In your half waking state in the morning, you you it doesn't matter as long as it feels real. Then you know it does the job. I yeah you know gets me out of bed. It wakes me from my nightmares and sends me into my nightmare of a morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can we get this? Uh, oh, Phantom of yeah. the Alarm Clock. Phantom of the Opera Alarm Clock from the 90s. Yeah, so um, you can PayPal me. It's Amalia Larson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so this is not more of like a line of products. It's like it's like one product that you own. It's <laughs> my <laughs> Phantom of the Opera Alarm Clock from the 90s. <laughs> it's a collector's item. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And and I guess you've enjoyed it so much, you just are ready to sort of, if you love something, set it free, like, uh, you know, yeah, gift it to um, the next generation. I'm ready for it to be someone else's music of the angel of music. Morning. <laughs> what? I'm trying to. Oh, I no. A chandelier fell on my face. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's going to have to be the end of the ad then, I guess. Thanks so much, Amalia. Dang it. Congratulations, you're on your way out. From here on in, I'll be taking a leave. 
That might be my biggest cloud yet, you guys. Uh, I am really going the distance here. I'm gonna really get that lung capacity in, so I can really I can beat beat the the rival last year in the competitive circuit. Uh, and I'm really on biggest Vapes biggest McKenzie. cloud. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really holding it down. But maybe this year, maybe I've got it. But you know what I should do while I'm training is watch Gem and the Hologram season two episode four. One gem too many. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's a good idea, yeah. Austin. And uh, I'm going to read a synopsis for that episode. Jerrica, stressed out from dealing with tax forms, ding, ding, ding. and usual <laughs> trouble at home and the office, gets into trouble with a nasty-tempered gem impersonator whose outrageous public meltdowns and temper tantrums threaten to destroy the real gem's career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to hear the phrase quarterly tax return uttered by a cartoon character. (laughs) Oh, it tastes so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's (laughs) so stressed out about it. But also, in the first... In the first 10 seconds of this episode, we're at the... We're at the Starlight House. The Mm -hmm. foster... The foster kids group home. Um, And the foster girls have made a huge mess, broken a window, and gotten into a fist fight. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the holograms band is going shopping because it's the 80s. Yeah. The branded group home is kind of a, a, a genius way to make your characters both wealthy and orphans, which is, yeah. you know, uh-huh. logistically complicated. <laughs> the, the sympathy factor. Yeah. It's like, doesn't matter how loaded you are. If you are trying to support an orphanage, then you kind of just have automatic sympathy for, for <laughs> But yeah, she's very harried. It's great. So this this episode, uh, again, this is this is season two. We've jumped a season, um, but nothing really has changed. Jerrica is stressed out. Uh, yeah, she really needs to visit VapeCon, but she doesn't because it's 80, <laughs> in 1985. She really does. No, instead yeah. she goes to the studio and records the song "Imagine Me," which is her Disney princess scarf dance song. Yeah, it's her Grecian, like Grecian paradise imagination number. <laughs> Imagine me free from care, light as a feather floating on air. Imagine me, can't you see how lovely it would be? Imagine me breezing through, never a worry, nothing to do. Imagine me, what a lovely fantasy. Well, the whole song is about trying to not like, like, man, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have responsibilities? Because those suck a lot. We learned it actually is hard to be rich. It's actually a hard yeah. life. Yeah, it's so, yeah. you guys, it's so yeah. hard. But you can still take a break if people convince you to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like you know, you like your work isn't so important that you can you actually have to do it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Come on, you need a break. Just take a day off." And she's like, "I can't. I'm busy." And they're like, "Please." And she's like, "Okay." Like <laughs> the cogs of capitalism aren't going to turn themselves. <laughs> exactly. They're not. They're not such important responsibilities that she can't backburner them for the fashion mall. <laughs> now I have to give this episode credit for a switcheroo that had me thinking they were doing one thing really hard and being like oh that's an interesting take and then flipping it and me being like oh what 
Uh, so she she's like, we see her try and shirk her responsibilities here, where she goes to the office and then she sits down and looks at her giant stack of quarterly tax return paperwork. And instead, she goes in to sing a song and is like, nope, not doing that right now. Then Rio comes in and she's like, Ugh, no, I can't hang out with you because I got to do these fucking tax tax forms. He goes out to his car and then suddenly Jem shows up and she's like, hey, you want to go out? And I thought for a second that she was turning into Jem as an excuse like, well, Jerrica can't as, go out. Yeah. But maybe it's OK if Jem does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. I thought that, too. Like that's especially a, that's if you're a, not con- if you especially if you're not positive on the ins and outs of this alter ego, like if it's a tuxedo mask scenario where Gem has kind of her own personality, <laughs> right. or a Yu Gi Oh, right? Like I don't uh-huh. know, or exactly. she's fallen into it a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But but no, as we come to learn, this has the switcheroo is that this is not even Jerrica. This is a uh, this is a different person masquerading as Gem, uh, and she goes out with Rio and throws the biggest bitch fit. Uh, she it's raises inc- hell. It is. It's, yeah. it's actually kind it's of incredible. Great, it is. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I actually there were a couple of there were a couple of lines where they sort of like uh, like pushed it a little bit as far as like this being a total kids cartoon and like I mean she's got a line that's like Baldy, we want the best table you've got now. Hey Jim, hang loose. You hang loose. Look, I'm a celebrity. They should pay me to eat in this dump. You fatso, hit the road, Jack. I want to eat. Uh, uh that, that's all right. We'll be leaving. Like fudge we will. You're invading my privacy. What? Take this, buddy. Let me go. Uh, I'll sue. I swear I'll sue. So what I really enjoyed is that is that when Rio tries to get her to leave because she's throwing a fit because they don't have room. And so she tries to start, uh, like, berating this, this middle-aged couple to leave their table. And... <laughs> Re- like <laughs> Rio's like we gotta go and she says like fudge we will yeah that's what I <laughs> yeah. mean there were a couple that sort of like pushed it as far really? as like yeah. as, well as far as like implying what she yeah. would be uh huh yeah that she's having she's dropping the fudge bombs and she <laughs> chews on the fudge too like <laughs> like fudge yeah she truly chews the fudge fudge yeah. <laughs> and then she's yeah. getting photographed by paparazzi and so she like like half beats him up and then takes his camera and chucks it yeah, through a window. His equipment. Like I don't yeah. know. And then Rio, after you know eight minutes of verbal abuse, is like, I'm starting to think you're <laughs> being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. So Andy, the thing you were talking about about kind of being surprised by this reveal. Um, yeah. The reason that happens is because in a lot of shows we're tipped off to what this plan is early, so there's no tension. In in an episode, right? And so, in this case, they don't tell us for quite a while. No, it's got Uh, a real perfect blue vibe. mm -hmm. Yeah, whether whether Jim is or isn't uh, a sort of split personality, or if she is, like, actually losing her mind, or if the hologram, or if, like, synergy is, like, on (laughs) the fritz, or, like, if something... We just don't know. And we don't find out until, like, two-thirds of the episode is in. I mean, there's, like, a chase scene where... Jim is ho- or uh, Jerrica. Jerrica's kind of losing her mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of cool. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I appreciate and, the uh, restraint visually when they so they they chase they chase the imposter down a hallway, and uh, when they lose track of her, they come upon a very strange <laughs> uh, cleaning yeah. lady with yeah. bug eye with bug eyes and a turban on. She's uh, a musical theater side character. <laughs> she's a musical very, theater yeah. townsperson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's very strange. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess something something we should mention is this interesting is that Rio, who does not know the truth about the double identity, goes to talk to Jerica and is like, "Ever think you know someone, but then they turn out to be completely the opposite of what you thought?" What do you mean? Jem acted like a complete child and threw a temper tantrum when I took her to the Red Rock restaurant. Jem? And he's like, well, at least you're cool, and walks away. <laughs> and like, that, that's kind of fun. But then the rest of the band doesn't believe her when she thinks, when she's saying that there's an imposter. They're like, yeah, I think you're just really stressed out about taxes and stuff, and you've been blowing <laughs> a fucking gasket. <laughs> Women can't do yeah. taxes, Andy. It makes their minds go ooga booga. <laughs> <laughs> And meanwhile, Rio's like, boy, I'm sure glad I convinced my girlfriend to my other girlfriend. I, I was really smart to have two girlfriends as like a precautionary measure. <laughs> <laughs> when one of them goes on the fritz, I can still have the other one. Yeah, you can swap models. Yeah, you can take the Jeep instead of the Porsche or whatever. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Rio. Um, also, so the other aspect of this villainous plan, right, is to kind of make uh gem like 1986 canceled mm-hmm. like yeah because totally. she's she is she is losing sales and she's showing up on the cover of a magazine which is titled <laughs> cool trash, cool trash. <laughs> okay okay wait 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 we gotta talk about this for a second okay first of all when they show the establishing shot of the mall, the sign is spelled F A S H O N mall. Uh-huh. The, the fashion mall. Yeah. Um, fashion. No, fashion. I absolutely I absolutely could have spent this entire time just watching the tabloid news. Oh yeah. Like the, the trashy tabloid news cartoon or um channel that they had going because the <laughs> magazine was cool trash. Cool that yeah. she was written, yeah. <laughs> written in. And then the next thing that they were talking about was a Flint Westwood movie called mm-hmm, My yeah. Fist in Your Face. <laughs> My yes. Fist in Your God, Face. I, I think we watched a Jackie movie. Chan episode about that not I long know. ago. Yeah. And then there's a and then there's a <laughs> confrontation at the premiere of My Fist in Your Face where Flint Westwood um, and Sigourney has, Loomis and Sigourney Loomis <laughs> and, and and Karate Master Brute Lee. Yeah. yeah. But um, Flint Westwood gets a popcorn bucket stuck on his head by mean old mean old fake jam old jam yeah stinky stinky jam uncut jam um, wait uncut jam <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good jam in the rough um yeah so she uh yeah she she causes a big a big live kerfuffle on television and this is of course when the the holograms are like oh she's been telling the truth because jerica's right here and that gem's on tv live um yeah and now, finally, we learn the truth of what's happening. So we cut to Eric and the misfits. And Eric's really pleased as punch that Jem is, you know, looking like an canceled. idiot in the news. She's hella canceled. <laughs> but he's not involved in it. He's just kind of like, oh, that's cool. What what fun. It turns out this plan was Pizzazz's. And she has enlisted the misfits' number one fan and greatest wannabe, Clash, uh, to be the fake gem, and she's wearing, I guess, just a really, really good gem mask. It's yeah, uh, it's like a, it's like a mask. It's a face and a wig, and yeah. they're attached to each other, and yeah, she it's can one hand them off. But yeah, I don't know. I think I thought this was kind of a cool angle. I mean, obviously, at this point in season two, we're supposed to know who Clash is, but she really wants to be part of the band, uh, even though she has yeah. no talent. Um, Whoa. She's a really talented, she's a really talented impression artist. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. She fooled, she fooled Rio, but 
That's well. <laughs> doesn't mean much. No. <laughs> Rio's like, how could I have been fooled? Oh, because I'm oh, I'm, a pe- my, I'm an got, idiot. The same guy who got trapped in a closet for two days straight. <laughs> got fucking poo brain. Yeah, he's like Chris Hemsworth's character in the Ghostbusters reboot. Yes, just like totally. hot and dumb. Big himbo, uh, big big old himbo. And so then, completely apropos of nothing, the Misfits do uh, a music video here in their uh, in their office. They sing a song called "Congratulations," where we we watch Pizzazz just sort of like push over a bunch of gem cardboard cutouts like they're dominoes. Uh, Congratulations just... is a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good song. I'm gonna say that right now. But uh... I said it's the shit. I know. Congratulations is my oh. <laughs> Run, Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> but from here, we end up in sort of the uh, the second half of this episode. And it takes a huge sort of tonal shift, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, there's there's kind of like like we, we end up in this like weird supervillain fairy drama situation with like some self-destructing messages and axes and bombs or not bombs, but I don't even know. Like shit's weird all of a sudden. Yeah, it gets a little <laughs> contiki. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so the, what happens is that now, now the holograms kind of know what's going on. They want to plan a trap to lure out the fake gem so they can expose her and be like, look, we can easily solve this. There's two of them. Um, and so, but then also the, the misfits also kind of expect a counter trap. And so you have this, uh, uh, this event that happens and then a car chase happens and the the holograms are led to a boat dock, and they go onto a, a, a an old ferry that's kind of just like a like a weird janky unmarked ferry. It's a it's a raft with a strange pillar in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> some, it's a some big, odd obelisk. Uh-huh, but yeah. they have stolen the rock and roadster, and yes. the line is delivered something about oh no we're not going to make it. And then what's her name? Who's driving? Goes don't count on it. Rock and Roadster has plenty of oomph. Plenty of oomph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and enough room to store six action figures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but they drive onto this ferry, which again is basically like someone's back deck with a motor on it. Um, and they drive in and there's no, there's nobody to steer it and they're set adrift. And that's kind of the, the trap is that now they're they're being set adrift on the ocean. There's a recorded message, like a VHS <laughs> tape from Eric. Yeah, there's a pre pre recorded villain monologue. <laughs> and then and then when the, when the message is over, it like short circuits and like you know this message will self destruct in five seconds style. Uh, and, he, and he basically is just like, "Welcome aboard the SS Up the Creek, Jim." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is his plan. He's going to get them out there and maybe they'll die. Maybe they won't. But the, at the very least, they won't make it on time to their concert. And so the fake gem is going to have to perform. And at that concert in front of all these people, he's going to like, you know, seal the deal here on ruining her reputation. Right. And now this is the part where I expected that trope of like the 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 good guys having a like counter counter trap. Like we uh-huh. expected you were going to trap us. And so we had this other thing planned so that we could foil you once again. But instead, Jem appears <laughs> with a giant fucking fire axe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just have to like 
you know, MacGyver castaway, whatever's get out of this. You guys chop up this boat so that we can make a smaller, shittier boat with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was really fun. I'm sorry. Like your whole thing is that you have these magic earrings. You can summon a goddamn flash flood. You can summon a goddamn King Cobra, but there's nothing you can do to get to land. You're like, but they're just uh, holograms, Amalia. They can't actually do anything. They just look like they can't row a boat. (laughs) I don't buy it. But I'll I thought it was a fun. It, it, it is a it is a fun solution because their their ferry that they're on is locked into a path, like they can't steer it. So let's just chop it up and make a smaller boat we can steer. Yeah, yeah and they like, I've never seen that solution before. And they like <laughs> lashed lashed together like a perfect catamaran in like yeah. forty frames. <laughs> yeah, and paddled back to shore as it sort of dissolves underneath them. And and mm. and again, it's <laughs> I've seen much stupider answers to that kind of question. <laughs> Um, and, then, and this was kind of fun. It felt like they took the hard way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's and, true. The, and the raft does break at some point and they have to swim a bit. And their their hair is still perfect. They don't get they don't get wet in the important places somehow. Are you kidding me? The amount of like permanent hold hairspray, <laughs> glam rock, hair, industrial strength shit that's they've true. got going is is not going anywhere. Uh while they're while they're coming back though, we we hear fake gem uh, clash. Uh you know, they're they're in the the dressing room sort of gloating about how cool their plan was and how great it is. Uh they've the the misfits have come in. They've like fired the normal management. They're like, "Hey, we're taking over the band. Fuck you. It's fine." And <laughs> send this send this person away. And she goes, "Person." <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to be the I'm final straw. So, I know. I'm so offended that you called me a person. And Clash as Fake Gem utters a, such good like kid logic ridiculous like 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 a kid's idea of what a rich person would do she says yeah. bring up bring a bucket of caviar to my dressing room i'm starving <laughs> because, yeah, that's like, because that's people like the eat it in buckets 80s idea yeah <laughs> yeah because you can have a whole bucket of caviar and not just fucking throw up everywhere <laughs> <laughs> send a bucket of caviar to my room because i'm Any- definitely not a sea lion wearing a human costume <laughs> door slam <laughs> So, yeah, they they all, of course, everybody shows up. Well, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Oh, yes. We have to talk about the but the way they get there. I want to mention the truck family. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, yeah. our okay. heroes are stranded at the side of the road and they have to get they have to get to the concert real quick. And uh, a truck stops there and it's a man driving a farmer with his daughter. And the daughter is a huge fan of Jam. She's like, oh, my God, it's Jam. I can't believe it. I love you. And the dad is like apparently been up on his TMZ because he's like, I don't know about this bitch. I've been reading some stories. stories. I've I've been been reading. I've been following cool trash very closely. (laughs) Following cool trash. Uh, Me, a farmer dad, is sort of really up on this. And I've got strong opinions about Jem and refuses to take her. Because, like, this all happened in the last day. Like, so he's he's up on it, which I love. Um, But then his daughter is convinced that she's innocent and, you know, convinces him and warms his cold heart. Um, (laughs) And uh, he... You know, agrees to drive them like right up to the front, <laughs> the front of the. Uh, Somehow they get that car all the way to the fucking stage, like pat. Like, mm-hmm. do they just drive yeah, down the aisle a, past they all drive the ushers? A truck, they drive a truck <laughs> full of tomatoes straight up to the wall of the stage. <laughs> yeah, the lip of the stage. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he's really like the dad's way more into it than the daughter is. <laughs> I'm really, I really enjoy this narrative of this farmer dad who's like really into it. Well, yeah, if you've got, if you've got Twitter notifications on celebrity drama, like this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, right in the middle yeah. of it. So yeah, they they have the little a little showdown. Uh, like, oh my god, two gems, and she's like, "Prove it, sing something." And turns out Clash has a horrible singing voice. No, don't you ruin it all? Tell me I'm crazy. Maybe I know, but I believe in happy endings. No, it's crazy. Yeah, and so the the bad guys lose, and the good girls win, and uh, they they get to sing a song that's very. <laughs> Very relevant for this moment called The Real Me. real me is I, I mean i'm i'm you know paraphrasing but basically she's like that asshole that i just was a minute ago that's totally <laughs> totally not me like if you take this song out of context of what has just happened in the arc of the scene it's like i know that i swore at you and called you names and threw things at your face but that's not how i really am if you can't like, handle me at my I, my crazy you don't deserve me at my best Please don't cancel me. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my clash, you don't deserve me at my jam. <laughs> uh, mm. I mean, I, I do appreciate the way that they try and write the lyrics to the songs where they're like relevant to the action, but also could plausibly be just a song that like a pop song. Um, yeah, but also sure. if, you, if you took it out of context, like, oh, you yeah, know, no, once it's bad. in a while there's like... Once in a while you hear like there's a pop lyric in something where you're like, ooh, even like filtered through pop lyrics, I can you can tell that this person is a jerk and was probably yes. in the wrong. Yeah, in that's situation. a warning sign. Like, <laughs> that lyric was a warning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about like like chain smokers, like trying to listen too hard to the li- the, the, the the weird lyrics they throw in their horrible pop songs. It's like Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you- yo, chain smokers are so yesterday, it's all about vaping now. <laughs> <laughs> So those are our gem episodes, vapesters. We Woo! have. Woo! <laughs> I'm adding background noise. No, yeah, I thought you good. were just really. I thought that was just you on a, a steam train full of vape juice, just <laughs> just running through the studio. Send a bucket of vape juice to my dressing room. <laughs> me and my coyote brothers just want to eat a bucket of caviar in my dressing room. Leave me alone. Vapor's rights. Vapor's uh, rights are human rights. <laughs> uh, so I guess what we haven't really we haven't really hit on much of a qualitative like what you think uh, so yeah. far. So uh, maybe we'll go around in a circle <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> vent some vent some vent some high level you know vape ideas blow it out like blow out the clouds in the shape of uh your rating for this well look i've got a cloud i've got a cloud here um, <laughs> so it's clear that a lot of a lot of stuff um in this show does not age and i think we can say that about you know 
many shows that we've watched. Um, entertainment factor, I would give it still pretty high. I mean, I think it's it's not boring, and I think it's it's got a lot of fun stuff, and it was really popular. I don't think we mentioned this, but when it was airing, it was, oh, yeah, the it was number, number one. one. Yeah. It was the number one Nielsen rated like animated show for the Ooh, year. I mean, it was like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was huge and super oh, like formative for a lot of people. Like a lot of people were in this kind of gem era and it inspired a lot of kids, a lot of girls. Like it was super important. I had a fun time, especially kind of like in context with getting to talk about it with you guys afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find it a little bit great, like moment to moment, just all of the crappy editing and uh, weird, yeah. weird, like s- weird cuts in and out of scenes really constantly was jarring to me. But uh, I-, I liked the silliness of of the ideas. Totally. I mean, I guess it's 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 sort of a testament to this one was the, we, we, we've watched uh, another show that was made by the same sort of uh, team. This uh when you are Sunbow Productions, who is the uh, the the animating animation wing of an ad like a huge advertising company, and you've made GI Joe, uh, you you there, there's two possibilities when you make something new, and one of them is that you make a gem, which is very very well regarded and successful, and then the other one is that you make visionaries, which they definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't say that I did not like this. I really enjoyed this. Uh, Amalia, I want to when we when we get to you in a second, I want to I want to hear what you think about this in, in context of also having watched Beverly Hills Teens with us, uh, because I felt <laughs> a lot of similarities here. But I, I would watch more of this, but it wasn't 100 percent my jam. Jam was not my jam. I just all I, I just I get it. I get why this was popular. OK, listen. <laughs> oh, Jem <laughs> is. Hot, electric, pastel-colored garbage. (laughs) And I loved every bit of it. (laughs) It's terrible. I had a great time. Um, Okay, so I was, like uh, like Austin said at the beginning, like, I watched the first episode, like, the the premiere, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I, I kid you not, like, it goes from... It goes from like, oh no, my dad died and now I'm an orphan, but I got this inheritance, but now I'm a like business or like a, like a recording industry mogul. And then now I have, and then I have all these foster kids and then I'm a pop star. And then we drove through a wall and then now there's a hologram lady with a sweatband. And, <laughs> yeah. like, and then literally yeah. it ends with the building catching on fire. Like I'm not like, <laughs> there's so yeah, much. Yeah, the orphanage and, goes up. And there are like four music videos in the middle of in a 22 minute episode like i i was like out of breath when i finished watching that episode <laughs> and it, so given that and given sort of like that that was the tone that they started with and stuff like i think that they i don't know i think gem is a high note i could see why kids liked it yeah a high like, what a high a it's like a high a <laughs> and and you know this this was a franchise that had some life afterwards a little bit because there were comic books like off and on throughout all the time. I mean, I think there's still it got that hit movie. Oh my god! Yes, the live well, action movie from 2015 hit. that almost everyone hated. Um, Did they? Because I I know they made that, but I know absolutely nothing about it. It's it was I, lo- it was poorly rated. <laughs> I think it it fell into the trap of 
not a, not not really deciding whether they're making something new for new fans or old for old fans. Yeah, and just made something kind of weird for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I do know this. I do know this. I've been here a lot of times now. <laughs> um, in fact, I'm here all the time, but you guys are assholes, and you only turn on my mic like once in a while. <laughs> I'm sitting here like waiting to respond during every show, and you need to like eat some food or drink but some I'll water. Take this, I'll take this. You know, I'll take this. Uh, I'll take this beef outside. I guess I'll take it <laughs> offline. Um, no, That's I've been here beef. for. Beverly Hills Teens, like you said. Mm-hmm. I've been here for Fish Police. <laughs> I've been here for Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've been here, I've been here for some weird shit. <laughs> Caddies and Dinos and Garks, that was a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gem is by far the weirdest thing that I have seen in conjunction with Saturday Morning Tuesdays. That's delightful. I love it. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch it again. And I'm gonna I'm gonna eat like a whole package of pixie sticks and just like jump on the couch and watch it. Yes. Thanks, Amalia. Yeah. Thanks for thanks <laughs> Thank for you. thanks for coming on. This is this is your first remote episode too, so I'm glad we got that figured out. Um Yeah. And thanks so, for bearing with me. Yeah. yeah. God. This was this was a lot of fun. Remember to smoke your Ovaltine, vape your Ovaltine, smoke your Vapaltine. <laughs> vape your Ovaltine. Vape your for strong bones. <laughs> Chocolate bones. Steam goes into your bones. The, the... <laughs> smoke your bones. Smoke your bones. Smoke your bones. And wash your hands and stay at home. Hey. <laughs> Outside bones. <laughs> Never forget your teeth are outside, folks. We're gonna have to see you next Tuesday, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>